Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them. But before we ask, I'm in a great mood today. Um, so I just wanted to share that with you. Sometimes, like, I go on, like, positive meme people on, like, Instagram. There's that one lady who's like, get your life right. God's fitting to put a blessing on you. And I'm like, he is. It's going to be so bright, so shiny. But then it was, like, too much. And then she was selling, like, tummy tea. And I was like, oh, charlatan. Um, but I was in a really good mood today. Super excited about my shows, get super excited about getting to be home for a little bit, getting to be cozy, doing an in-home workout with my Fit On app. They didn't even ask me to promote it. I just really enjoy it, even though my butt is on fire from doing a HIIT workout. Mm. The bathroom in this building has the most aggressive signage, and I can only imagine it's in response to people behaving <laughs> like animals. Because you don't come out of the gate with, like, get your shit together. Someone did, like... Anytime there's a sign or anytime there's, like, a liability thing, it's because somebody fucked up. It says, please don't put plant soil in the sink, which means <laughs> one of these fucking cubicle nerds was like, oh, my precious baby. And she put her plant soil in there thinking it would, like, disintegrate like dirt uh, into water or something, and it didn't. Uh, and then the rest of it, there's, like, an acronym for respect. It's like, re, uh, like, Reuse your paper towels. Expect that others will wipe down the sink. Treat the bathroom like it's your own. Don't take a dump on the floor. Get your shit together, Karen, in accounting. Do I they treat- have one that says no two bowlers? <laughs> I don't think women What's up, need to- Well, also, like, yeah, don't take a dump in the tank. It doesn't help save water. Do you feel like I feel like I am to nicer to a public toilet than my own, like a bathroom? Like, what do you mean nicer? By that I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah I like I just have like t- toothpaste out and like my hair all over the place, and in my bathroom and in a real bathroom, I'm like, I le- if there's like soap in the sink, I'm like, I better wash that out. I don't want to leave a residue. I appreciate that healthy public fear you have, and I go into your bathroom on occasion to like oh, get something. Yeah. I'm always, I always brace myself for the worst for what I think the inside of your bathroom would look like. And it's always spotless. Because I don't use it as much as probably. You got to be dumping out at some point during a work day. I don't like to you use save your the dumps? bathroom that isn't my home. Are you like late? Like guy in American Pie. Right. You're like a dude. Are you late to work sometimes because you're like, I just got to wait to take a dump at home. I'm just waiting on that poop to cycle through before I head out. <laughs> no, but I do remember there was a job I had where 
truly my I my poop schedule did not line up appropriately. So I would no, get to work so a little bit early. I think you just per- poop nerd rope. <laughs> like it's just nerd rope. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not a I'm not a regular person. People are concerned by how little I use the bathroom. So I'm concerned by how little you eat or that I see you eat. But then I see your Instagrams and like I saw you got your new couch. I saw you had a full Coca-Cola next to you. I had a can. I was celebrating. It was a can that's smaller than a bottle. Popping bottles. Well, I got, I posted a picture. I cleaned my fridge because I didn't know what else to do when I was waiting for the couch. And um, at least three of your fans replied to that picture like, where's the Coke? I thought you'd have Coke in there. You're a secret hoarder eater. Sometimes people that have bad eating habits don't eat in front of others. Like, it's very hard. I had to shove pizza into your hand the other day. And then you ate it in the car like a monster. I mean, it's not. No way. I could could never. (laughs) So secret. Dump schedule. I think I've unfortunately come into a bad habit of I need to eat, like, in front of the TV. Oh, that is unfortunate. Uh, But, you know, someone's got to be, someone's got to watch CBS. It's me. I mean, check it out. All the show. We promote. Um, Also, I just want to say, like, Screw those podcasts where it's like, it's the girl factor. We're talking about breakups. Like, we're here to do hot, dumb talk. You getting this quality content on My Favorite Murder, number one podcast in the world? I don't think so. Coming here to talk about dumping out and taking names. Your dad set a standard. My dad texted me today. He goes, why don't you call the first episode Daddy Dumps? And I was like, because I don't want to say the word daddy. That's why, not the dumb. Yeah, part. it was. Um, we we you guys had some good titles, but I, it was you know we want the name on there. It we was the first text that. at like four a.m. He'd been up. He had a bagel. He already played tennis. I saw as I was posting about it, he had already posted. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's he out he there. was very excited for it. So yeah. you know, part one. This is a different episode. This is weeks later, but check out <laughs> at New York Fred for you. N Y N Y Fred for you. Number four letter U. I really wanted to call my new Netflix special Rock Hard the number four and the letter U. Rock Hard for you, but it's like it's that beneath on. me. Rock Hard. Let's get to the hard hitting questions. Okay. <sighs> By the way, this is Emily and uh, our producer Scott. Emily's over here. I'm do you want to do all the Scott? We have about six Scott questions. What? I mean, no. That doesn't sound like it involves me. There are three questions. Let's see. I will summarize. Hit it. You should have done this P.S. before. Yes. Can we have an episode with Scott as a guest? He's hilarious. No. Uh, I'm always built in. I'm here. Yeah, he's What's baked up? in, and it can't get rid of him. And it's <laughs> fine. If you, you know what? Welcome to Scott chat. It's a lot of listening because that's his job. Oh, boy. And then, yeah. He's in there crying. Thank you, everybody. I came to Hollywood to make a star. <laughs> okay. Yeah, people love Scott. They do. They're you know very why? interested. Somebody commented last week, Scott sounds like he's hot. Hot or dreamy, like something, where I was like. He's making the weirdest face right now. You <laughs> yeah. look like, like a forlorn seal pup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know why Scott's great? Because you are a fair man and you're a masculine energy, but you're not a turd. Yeah. Like, you've got, like, a dude opinion. It's, like, a heterosexual male opinion, but you're open-minded and you're sensitive. You're, like, a dude, though. So mm-hmm. I respect it. Cool. You know, <laughs> you're never, like, I'm never, like, wow. Cause I'm wild. You know what? It's, like, a tired trope. Like, the female radio host and then, like, the guy that's, like, Joey. Like, I don't know. I fuck chicks. They never call me back. Like, he's married. He's a nice man. Like, you're here to represent for, like, hot dumps and, and <laughs> dude code, but you're, like, a cool guy. Right. <laughs> And right. you're a cool you guy. don't bring Thank up you. the dumps first. Yeah, no, yeah, right. you're a gentleman. That's a rule. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Gentlemen always dump second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I wiped down the sink, damn it. What a good that man. Sounds like a James Bond movie. My husband uses the other bathroom. I know, he uses the one downstairs. I know, because he knows that, like, I need to get in that bathroom at all times. You know what's funny is I'm the one that put soil in that women's bathroom Are you serious? Sink. Fucking A. Are you serious? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so like, scared. Oh, you were so scared. Oh, trade on that sincerity. I'll buy anything. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E 
com slash Eliza. All right, let's get to the question. <laughs> Anonymous. Hi, Eliza. I'm a longtime fan. I love Ask Eliza Anything podcast. I was hoping you guys could help me with a predicament my brother has put me in. My brother and his girlfriend have been dating for a while now. Her and I have developed a friendship. We've been spending more time together since he works nights. I am 95% sure he is cheating on her. Do I tell her and blow up their relationship and probably ours, or do I stay out of it knowing she will find out eventually? Probably just let her know. Yeah. That's fine. I did that with a friend. I yeah, straight I up was know. just like, yo, your boyfriend's on a dating app. We saw it. Right. But this is, so this is her brother. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, your brother's going to have to forgive you, your family. I mean, he's being bad. He's being a piece of shit. Also, he's clearly not happy. Like, in the long run, he's not happy with this girl. Mm-hmm. And, like, what are friends for? To, like, covertly <laughs> cover up the lies of others? No. You know what? This girl will be out of your life. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. This is not your boyfriend's. This is not your brother's wife. Like, this is a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You know what? Go to him first and be like, you know, like, what do you want? Like, are you oh, going like, to tell her? Yeah. Please you give him that to respect. Tell her or I will. Because if you tell her first, he'll be like, why couldn't you have come to me first? He'll Fair. blame you. So go to him. Don't give him an ultimatum, but just be like, dude. You got to tell her. She's my bud. Although by this time, all three of you will be in like a murder dead. suicide pact. Yeah, I'm for sure dead. Well, you asked me this. Let's do this one. Okay. That's our answer. Hi. Right, Scott? Also, what do you want to know? And if that girl's a, like a dumb hooker, she'll be like, I'll just stay with him. And then you shouldn't be friends with them. Fair. But you know what? She'll even think you're a better friend unless she just sees a feminine version of your brother every time she looks at you. Gross. Anonymous wants to know. They didn't want their name mentioned. Actually, just everybody, if you... Get it cracking. I'm just taking a sweet rip off my aqua bong. If you send in a DM, I'm going to make you anonymous. Just in case. So Anonymous asks, if you were to have brunch, the best meal with anyone living or non-living, I hate this question. I specifically said no last meal, anyone (laughs) dead or alive questions. Uh, But okay, let's not talk about the dead person. What's your brunch that you like? Because you've already answered what food you like, which is lobster. I don't like brunch. Here's why. Here's why. It eats up so much of your day. Like I slept in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I want breakfast items later, but I don't want, like, a boozy brunch. So you get out at 3, you go take a nap. Now it's 6 on a Sunday, and you're like, who's around? Oh, no one to hook up with? Okay. I'm, like, channeling being, like, 28. But I don't know. I mean, there's so much pressure. First of all, it's such—I don't mean to get mad at this person. Because, like, journalists (laughs) ask, like, if you could have dinner with five people, living or alive, living or dead— Dead or dead, where would you be? How would you be? <laughs> and you have to always say, like, Michelle Obama, Jesus, Thomas Jefferson. Like, you have to say people that are impactful. No, I wouldn't. You can't say, like, my grandpa. I mean, you can. That's a good one. But you can't be, like, because I don't think I want to have lunch with Cardi B. But I want to look at her. So have like, her as one. If you have, like, five people, you can have a nice little mix. Like, I think Elizabeth Banks is cool. Okay. I guess. Um, I think John Adams would have been cool. You, you know, he someone was a chill dude. Someone no, I don't think anyone that founds a country as a founding father is chill. George Washington, like any of these people that we. It's not a fun brunch. Define fun, because you know what I don't think is fun, like being like these are my bitches selfies. Even though it's kind of like what I'm doing for my birthday. <laughs> I want to just li- if I'm already going to be at a meal, I don't want to go to. I'd rather just listen. I can't stand panels and having to listen to people who have something just slightly different than what I have to say. I want to mm-hmm. be floored. I want to be like, oh, fuck, I never, <laughs> I didn't know that at all. Pick, like, Carl Sagan or someone that, like, it's just impossible for me to comprehend. Then you are not coming to my breath. 
I don't you you don't attend any of my things and I don't care. I attend all your things, I but if I in got my you a birthday brunch, present. I know that was very nice of you. And then I accidentally ordered you a second one and you got two birthday presents. <laughs> I I, I appreciate you well, you don't like you don't like chocolate. So stoned. You wouldn't come to my brunch because I would just have actresses over forty. <laughs> that would be cool. Like Diane Lane. No, she's not invited. <laughs> okay. Well, you hear that, Diane Lane? But you, you said go. it before. Your your brunch would be just a lot of mashed potato based. Under the Tuscan <laughs> sunny side up eggs. <laughs> Are you ready, Scott? For I don't care who you'd have brunch with. Like, I don't want to hear like, dude, like, oh, Monster Car Madness. Remember, Monster, I like the ref. Is that the vibe I'm giving off? No, you're a good guy. I wish you were shittier so I could rip on you. You can rip on me. No, it's not worth it when you're so sweet. <laughs> sweet man. I will tell you, I told Scott, someone commented on the iTunes reviews and said, no offense, but less Emily, more Scott. <laughs> None taken. I was like, that's fair. I like Scott. Emily's like, I found the IP address this comment came from. <laughs> I'm coming for I'll you. See you soon. No. Uh, let's answer a question then. Anonymous says, my boyfriend of five years saves Insta models pics in a spank bank, and I've called him out for doing it in front of me, but I know he still likes slash saves these models. But I feel like it would be insane to ask him to stop completely because I look at slash enjoy porn too. But how am I supposed to believe he wants to be with me when he likes girls that look nothing like me? <sighs> okay, Scott's making a face. The question gets more complex than it initially sounded like. I have to say this. It might be that, like, Italian Madonna whore complex where men are like, I gotta put on so I can fuck her in the mouth because I wouldn't do that to my wife. Hmm. I think I'm more okay with the fact that the girls don't look like you at all. If the girls look just like you, then you'd be like, are you just going to trade me in for another Tracy with strawberry blonde blunt cut? I don't know. I also, I've never dated a guy. And you know what the thing is? I say this. I've never dated a guy that, like, collects porn. People are like, they all do. They don't. Right. They don't. Is he, it's Insta models that he's saving that he does in front of her. So he's just sitting there, like, screenshotting and putting it in a folder. He like, should, what's he doing? Is it organized? Like, it sounds like a lot of effort. Maybe do it on your own time. Also, he's not even your husband. Like, he should be jerking off to you. Like, he should think you were so hot. Also, I mean, if you like porn, I don't know. I you guys sound weird. The thing with these Insta models now is that, like, a porn star is a porn star. These Insta models are, like, too close to just being someone you Jesus. could know. But also, like, it's becoming porn because you're looking at someone right, for but pornographic it's just like, feelings. An Insta model could be—I'm sure you have multiple friends that are that could be Insta models. You know no, what I mean? Like, it's just, a little I too just, close to just, just Greg being and Jody and you, just being a a person that you could know. Like, it's not some other. Fine, it's like forget this porn. Is, forget Insta. The fact is, you're screen grabbing other women. Yeah. And you're jerking off to him later. Uh, I think the fact that you have to ask him—you're allowed to look at porn. He's not looking. He's saving it for later. That's where I'm wondering what's going on. Something's weird. What's with right. the filing? Find, what's with the find filing? Find it later. You have access to the internet. Are is he, you saving it because you're going to go into the woods? Is he trying to just never run for office? <laughs> what kind of apocalypse are you waiting for, dude? <laughs> right. Porn apocalypse. Uh, I don't know. I think you looking at porn, I think a girl looking at it is different than a guy saving it. I think it also is kind of hurting your feelings. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. You're like, do not find me attractive. And if he needs those images... It's not that normal, I have to be honest. Like, it's normal to look at people. I click on hot dudes' profiles. It's like, oh, it's a hot dude, but I don't screen grab it. I don't reference Put it, it in later. A folder. That's kind of, it's not like serial killer weird, but I don't think it's making you feel great. So I think that's the bigger issue is that he doesn't care if it bothers you. Right. Can you just tell him, like, hey, when you want to look at, just go to Pornhub and, like, don't do this? I bet he's got a Tupperware full of 
toenails. <laughs> yeah. Bed. Well, who doesn't? But also, like, yeah, go up to him and be like, listen, Johan, this really hurts my feelings. <laughs> and hopefully he listens to you. Yeah. I don't know. All, all these questions are always about people not being able to communicate with their partners. That's... I say the weirdest shit to my husband, and he's like, I totally hear you. It comes down to most of most podcasts where they give any sort of advice. Whenever anyone has a question, 99% is, why don't you talk to the other person? Like, why that's don't you really just go talk to her. What it comes talk down to, to. Talk to her. What is I that? met her this morning. I met Tia Carrera this morning. Oh, yes. I was doing something for Joe Coy's cartoon, and she was there. And I was like, Tia Carrera, I'm a big fan. I wrote a movie with you in mind. She was like, send it over. And I was like, you say that, but I'm going to. <laughs> anyway. Another anonymous has a very interesting question. If you just moved to a new job and you run the only hot guy over with your horse... Do you still have a chance? I mean, he's on crutches and refuses to go to the hospital, but he appreciated the bottle of rum for the apology. Should I consult my horoscope? Our star sign's real. I erased this question twice, you and somehow you still have it. You, you know what? Uh, horse scopes. <laughs> I was trying to think if there's a horse sign. You ran him over with your horse. This qu- this question's too specific. Well, that's why I'm very interested. So you run over a guy with a horse. He's defined run over. He's on crutches. Also, wait, we can't even get pens here. Who's giving out horses? <laughs> what company is this? Where are these free horses? As somebody, she ran over him with a horse. You know who's giving him out? Horseless carriage. And if you were an early listener to the podcast, you'd get that reference. The restaurant at Galpin Toyota in the Valley. Ford. Uh, what? Galpin Ford. Galpin Ford. Don't show up to the Toyota looking for a sandwich. You're going to have a bad day. Yeah, you go to Galpin Ford, get those scallops. What did you have there? I tried their club sandwich, which was delightful. Yeah. I dabbled in their soup menu. Horseless. <laughs> it's called horseless carriage. Because it's cars. Because the horses are in the food. Oh. I went to a furniture that store. And they had like a little area. And they're like, you know, you've been walking around here a little while. I want to make sure you knew over there you can have water and hot chocolate and coffee and cookies. And I go over and it's just barren. And there's, like, one weird water cup, no cookies. They said, we'll bring some out soon. I was like, I'm not going to wait at this furniture store for a cookie. I don't want cookies at a furniture store so you can see how the crumbs go into the couch. (laughs) I should have taken one over the couch and just squeezed it. Person that ran the hot guy over, he obviously is trying to save face because he doesn't want to go to hospital. He He sounds stubborn, so you probably don't want to date this person. He definitely should go to hospital if a horse ran over him. But she bought him some rum and he appreciated it. I don't care. It's anonymous. I think this person's lying. Oh, okay. What do you... Okay, then, then ask if you can come over and drink that rum together. If he says no, then he's not into you. Also, okay. he might sue you, so it'd be nice to him. Yeah, I mean, that's I get, nice. like, at your, like, medieval uh, interactive village where you work. There's probably some weird liability rules, but. Yeah, what kind of health care does this knighting outfit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just bloodletting and leeches. I mean, where I pay my rent is the equestrian center, so I walk by some horses. I've never been run over. Anyway. I was hoping no one would talk and you would just sit there and your Helen awesome story about paying your rent. Underscore Alba says, what's the worst rumor that's been spread about you? I don't know because I don't ever, like, that, I'm pretty self-aware, but you also kind of. That doesn't make me think of adult stuff. That makes me think of, like, being a kid. Oh, I don't think so. Really? I mean, like, there's nothing about you as an adult. I don't adult. think I've ever like, been important enough for anyone to spread a rumor. I have to be honest. Oh, okay. I found out recently that two friends from high school thought I slept with this guy I was friends with, but yeah. I didn't. And I, like, literally the other day, I was like, I never slept with him. They are like, really? We thought you did. And I was like, oh. okay, that's cool. I'm not going to 
call that person. Like, I don't right. care. It's, like, right. not my favorite thing, but also, like, we're still friends, so who, like, you guys still are friends with me. Uh, in Hollywood, I don't know. I'm sure that there are plenty of comics that don't like successful comics. I'm sure there are women who didn't, like, love my Deadline article that probably hate me. But I don't think rumor, like, a rumor is, like, I heard you were having sex with right. Channing Tatum. No, I heard you were <laughs> having sex with someone or cheating. I don't really. What's the I don't think anybody cares be? enough. I heard Eliza goes out of town a lot. Like yeah, what? You, you heard right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what someone would make up about you. I also don't really do shady stuff. No. And there's no paparazzi or anything. So there's not a lot of stuff to misconstrue. Yeah. I mean, if you heard, if you ever heard, like, she's a bitch, just remember that you hear that about most women. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow, you took a deep breath on that one. <laughs> You're like, because I started it. Because you yelled at me this morning, even though I tried to get to work on time. I don't think there's any, but no, I also I, don't want to know. Uh, I did have one friend say it once. She was like, well, she's like, you're hard to work with. Everyone thinks that. And I was like, where do you get off saying that to me as if, like, I don't have feelings? Yeah. And I, I go, who said that? She's like, I don't I don't know. And I wouldn't let it go for, like, 48 hours. Yeah. And I, like, cornered. I was like, I need to know. And she was like, Whoa. and it turned out one person said it who had not worked with me. Yeah. And I was like, so that's everyone. We spiral out of control because someone said something and it turns out it was like a half truth. So. Yeah. Okay. Devin Gray says, how to come back. How after, to come back. How do you come back after telling a joke or story that may have been a smidge too edgy for those on the receiving end, not necessarily your stand-up audience? Not necessarily my audience, like, so just, like, at so, a party? Like, yeah, you're at a party, and you're like, I gotta be funny, that's what the people want, and then you say something real offensive, and everyone kicks you out. That doesn't happen. I once right. told a joke that I think, like, it was, like, weird that I said it. But then you have to remember, everyone else is probably drunk. Nobody really cares. No. You would have to say something so offensive and horrible to, like, really have that be palpable. Yeah. So, I don't know, and on stage, when people get weird, I'm like, lighten up! Like, you came to see a show, quit being weird. Right. I don't let that dictate it. It's, they always say it's not the audience, it's you, but sometimes the crowd, I'm just like, do you even, sometimes when audiences are stupid, they go, ooh, and they're offended at something that isn't offensive. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're, that's the best way to let me know that you're en masse, like a dumb group. Oh, what are you eyeing at? But it is the worst at a comedy show when just a bad comedian is like, what, you guys don't like this? Like, I don't understand. Like, this is fun. And you're like, but you're not actually funny. So this is awkward for everyone. But also, like, if you came out of the gate sucking, then it's right. not the audience. It's you. I've yeah. had audiences kind of, like, dip. And I'll be like, was it the joke about the Chinese guy? Yeah. You be honest. And then you kind of call it out. You move on. Yeah. You don't let them judge you. Okay. Pizza Boy Matt says, what is something in your career you want to accomplish or do but scared you won't have a chance to do? I feel like you've kind of, you've either I, done stuff or you have it on uh, on, the on the books. I feel like I'm afraid I won't be the first woman to run for president. You I feel like that's not going to happen <laughs> for me. I really wanted to be the first. <laughs> I just feel like because of like other women like in my way. You could be the first Republican woman. I'm not scared at thing like because... Your goals shift and change, and, like, I want my own late-night show, and it does suck to have that chance taken away from you or to not be given it mm -hmm. based on bullshit. But then it's like, okay, so, but you get to do stand-up, and you get to have a sketch show, and you get to, so, I'm not scared. I'm scared about not feeling as fulfilled and, rec and being as recognized as I want to be. But it's not job-specific. It's more of a, it's more of an existential 
line of questioning. Well, this is going to be very not timely, but they just said the Oscars, they're not showing cinematography or like editing. I saw and, that. And it's, and people are like, that's bullshit. People are so upset. And editing is the most important part right? of the movie. Cinematography is crucial. So to be like, yeah, that's awful. We just, so we don't weird. think this is interesting. We're not going to show it anymore. We don't, but it's necessary. Like, I don't think. Medicine is interesting, but it's so important. Like you're gonna what you're gonna shave fifteen minutes off of the eight hours of Oscars that there are. Yeah, how about and, you cut down on your monologue jokes? Well, yeah, and that sucks if you're somebody who's in that field and that's kind of like mm-hmm. on the horizon for you, especially if you were nominated this year. Like this year they're not having the old people bring up the new ones. So like, you know, before it would be the best actors from last year would announce. Right. And this year they're not doing that. So all the people who won last year are like, oh, so cool, the year that away. I'm going to be the one to be up there, you're not doing that anymore that you've done for mm-hmm. 50 years? I'll tell you what, Great. Kevin Hart saying no to them and then like this really put a ripple. <laughs> Spiraled out of yeah. control. We'll see what happens. I mean, by the time this comes out, they may have, we will see you may happens. have presented the Oscars. I don't know, but... <laughs> See how crazy things get. Everybody wants some recognition. It's true. We work real hard for that, both on and off the camera. Yeah. Let's take a look. (laughs) Anonymous says, love the podcast. Glad to hear you're taping another special. My question is, what's your favorite TV show and that you have to keep up with and who is your favorite character? Uh, I Obviously, it's like seasonal. Like, of course, I watch Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. because I'm not a loser and I like to be part of conversations. Do you not watch Game of Thrones? Of course you do. Well, I do. You watch it, right? What? No. You know what? I didn't watch Breaking Bad, so I get it. Or The Wire. Who's like, your favorite character? Yeah, I haven't seen The Wire either. On Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It, like, rotates. Like, as of a couple weeks, by the time they listen to this, uh, at the end of the first episode of this season, I think I love Khaleesi, and then they were like, would she give up her crown for her people? I'm like, I don't think she would. They're all great. I've always had the same favorite character. Can you guess? Littlefinger? No. Who? Cersei. Cersei's pretty great. Number really one, misunderstood. Lena Headey, number one. She's always got nice talking. I do her miss mouth. her old hair, though. I do, too. I love all those wigs. But you don't watch it. No, uh, never seen it. Every year I make it a point to watch RuPaul's Drag Race on mm-hmm. the night. I don't watch it the next day. Mm-hmm. And that's whatever. Um, I don't know. There's also so much content out there. You love so. Veep. Love Veep. Love all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Love Julie Dreyfus. Really feel a connection with her. So, yeah, you know, I don't, um, so few shows come back and then they end. So it's kind of like throughout time. I think we all no, know. No, like now. Like, yeah, I enjoy. Want, what are you keeping up with? Enjoy Veep. I love David Attenborough. All of those. I did those promos for Netflix for Our Planet and there's Blue Planet and there's mm-hmm. Your Planet and My Planet and a Game of Thrones and a Game of Thrones. So that's it. I okay. wish we hadn't picked that question. That's not an advice question. But that's no, it. No, but it's inter- this isn't just advice. It's Ask Eliza anything. anything. And I watch Killing Eve with one eye because, like, I'm always doing something else. But that girl that plays not Eve but the other one, the Russian girl, is mm-hmm. fantastic. And I watch all the cool stuff. I watched You. Love that. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. One of your favorite characters in it dies because there's a second season. So, Yeah. Might start watching Gentleman Jack. That looks like a fun lesbian thing. Oh, I just saw that trailer. You love it. No, I was like, oh. I had to Google. I was like, what's happening here? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
it happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ole Bill check. Trying so hard to eat less bread and sugar. Do you have any tips? What is your go-to post-workout snack? Oof, that is tough. These last, I'd say two months, I really buckled down on no processed sugar, so like no candy, things like that, and no wheat. I don't have celiac disease or anything close to it, but, you know, it bloats you up. Mm-hmm. It's really hard because sugar is in everything. So then you say, okay, just natural sugar because no one gets fat off fruit. But I'm willing to challenge that. Uh, post-workout snack. It's honestly whatever you I can get my little paws on. I eat oatmeal. It is gluten-free. And that sticks in your ribs and it uh, it fills you up for a and while. I eat eggs. I eat eggs if someone gives them to me. I'll eat like a soft hard-boiled egg. Mm-hmm. Soft for you. Um, grab a handful of vegetables. Tuna is always great. The thing is you're so fucking ravenous after a workout, and I've read that it's better to eat really quickly after a workout because your metabolism is getting going and everything's faster. Drink a glass of water and assess the situation. Also, a lot of times you think you're hungry, but you're really just thirsty. Fair. You know, so that's it. I don't really keep anything in my house that isn't like a nut or cheese i don't we don't have anything you like those um the cheese the crisps that's just cheese yeah you can buy these are fully keto parmesan crisps you can also make them if you have a silpat just great parmesan cheese and bake it but you can buy them in the store mm-hmm. and they're just made of parmesan cheese chips come in all different they can get quinoa chips you can get bean chips tasty and often this is the last thing i'll say about it if you're on some sort of limited diet 
oftentimes your body just craves and your brain, moreover, craves just a familiar sensation. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be a potato chip. It could just be something crunchy. And it's that satisfying, you know, Mm -hmm. or like fake cheese if you can't have dairy. But just like the sensation of it usually is enough to trick your brain. Like if you don't have sugar and then all you have is some blueberries, you're like, I'm so grateful (laughs) for this experience. Related to that. Abby Harvey wants to know, she's trying to lose weight, struggles with snacking, general lack of motivation. Eliza, I know you did keto, but how do you ignore the carb cravings? Any tips to help me stick to a diet? So you're, how are you ignoring your cravings? I just, I'm really good at like head down, fucking muscle it out. What I lack in uh, skill and talent, I make up for in muscle and grit. Um, When I did keto, you can find, if you follow some keto-friendly Instagram accounts, they always show you, you can use, like, xylitol and, like, coconut sugar to make keto desserts. Yeah. And things that feel like carbohydrates, but they're not. So there are fun hacks around it. Mm -hmm. It's always going to taste a little weird, but it's better than nothing. And honestly, I think you can't, because, like, right now I'm, like, I don't know. I'm not, like, my favorite weight, but I think everybody hits that point where you're, like, fed up. And you're, like, that's it! I don't fit in my pants. I'm fucking doing this. Mm -hmm. And then if you can just do it for like a day or two, and then you're like, oh, my God, I made it this far. Mm -hmm. It is tough. I don't know. Also, just it sucks when you're not motivated. Chug a cup of coffee. Do a fit on workout. And then only put nice food in your house and lock the door and don't smoke pot at night so you don't get cravings. That's it. You just got to hit that wall where you're like, I'm fucking fed up with being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you got to do it. That being said, last night I ate some gluten-free banana bread with butter on it, and I feel really good about it. It was really good. And salt. Anonymous. I'm currently on the board of directors of a local nonprofit. I've been on the board for a little less than a year. I've tried to hand in my resignation twice for a number of reasons. The financial contribution is pretty significant, and quite frankly, I feel the board is racist, and I'm a token diversity member. I'm Asian. When reviewing resumes of potential new board members, the treasurer said in an email chain, we're pretty diverse. We have a black person and a Vietnamese. And a Vietnamese. Which I found pretty shocking and insensitive. My letter of resignation has been rejected twice. My contract is up at my current job and I'll likely be moving out of state. So I've tried to use that to leave. But they tell me to stay until I have to go. How do I go about actually just quitting and not being told to stay until I truly have to leave? Is that a thing where people can... I always thought that was just in action movies where it's like, I quit. I do not accept it. Come on, brother. I guess. I mean, I think you can still be like, no, I'm leaving. Bye but it just is on bad terms. I think you go through the proper channels, you write your letter of resignation, and then you just leave. Like, yeah. they don't, I don't really know a lot about, like, nonprofits and, like, those annals, but also, like, use that diversity thing to your benefit. Be like, I, I'm, it's an uncomfortable work. You don't want to be, here's the thing. You don't want to be the person that claims it's an uncomfortable work environment if it really isn't, mm-hmm. but maybe you could use that card to get out of it. I also think you could just leave. If you really are moving, just go. If you say, look, um, here's my resignation. Here's my two weeks notice. My last day will be X. And then you come in up until that day and then you stop. And if you have it in writing, you said my last day is this. Are you the Vietnamese? Is is there a chance they're holding on to you just because of that? Oh. There's that. But also then, you know, look, the world is not – the world needs – Nonprofits and people to work at them. These aren't like dope jobs. It's not like a rock star, like everyone wants to be it. So I'm sure if they're not going to be cooler about it, if that's what's bothering you, then you leave. Life is too short to be unhappy at a job that you're doing basically out of the kindness of your own soul. Just leave. It's fine. 
Well, and you're moving, so at some point you are going to leave. You just speed it up a little bit. Or be like, fine, you're right, I won't leave. And then just don't show up. And be like, yep, <laughs> be, in, be in soon. And just never show up. <laughs> I'm really unqualified to give advice in that. But uh, we have a black person and a Vietnamese. Sounds like you don't want to work with these Especially people. Especially in writing. It was in an email chain. This so. also sounds, like, by the way, anyone can start a nonprofit. You, you don't have to have, like, a PhD. So who knows what monster you're working for. Fair. But they sound white. Yeah. All right. Another anonymous. Hi, Eliza. I should preface this question by saying that I work full-time for a sleepaway camp for kids ages 7 to 14. Recently, our camp director, who is my boss's boss, has been making jokes about transgender people. He'll make comments like, oh, we should ask some of our campers to switch their genders to fill up the bunks to me and my coworker, most of whom are also young and progressive like me. In the world we live in, it's only a matter of time until one of our campers or staff is trans. And I worry that he'll be too bigoted to accept them. What should I do? Should I try to talk to him about it and explain that what he's saying is offensive? It's a bit of a weird situation since he's the head of our organization. I've only been working here six months. I would I would chill yes. out. Okay. What? Love you and thank you for standing up for the causes you believe in. I love you too. And you know that my heart is like fully with the trans community. But I do think pre-cogging someone and like there's a way to gently – uh, the idea that someone's bigoted but, like, owns a summer camp is weird to me because it's such, like, a creative, fun place. Um, but um, I guess, like, the most famous camps are actually pretty horrible if you think about it. Okay. I think, you know, preemptively scolding someone. You say they're progressive. I didn't get the no, sense that any— the other— Right, that your counts, your coworkers yeah. are progressive. I didn't get the sense that any of them are trans. I do think we live in a world where, like, everyone's always offended. There is a version where he said it to the— Camp counselors, not the campers, and it was just, you know, a joke. I do think we're getting to a place where you can't say anything. That being said, if he does other things that are ancillary to that bigoted comment, then maybe it's a discussion. But I don't think scolding, like, a middle-aged man on an offhanded joke that really hurt no one, you know, I get that that makes you uncomfortable. If you feel it's a slippery slope, that's something else, but— you know, you don't want to preemptively do it, and because like that can sour some people. If he's a cool person, he'll be like, "Okay, I'll look out for that." But there is a version where he just made that one joke one time, and he, you know, so well, I don't he know. Said he has been making jokes. Oh, sorry, I didn't comments know. like that. So. Oh, yeah, you gotta say something. <laughs> yeah, but maybe not even just like, "Oh, what if we have a counselor?" But like, "Hey, you know, it, it's clearly you're not thinking about it, and you we have kids here that are impressionable." And I think if you come from the position of I, you know, like, because nobody wants to feel attacked. I think it's also in the way you do it. I am so for all these liberal causes, but I get very angry when another liberal, like, yells at me that I'm not doing it well or good enough. Mm -hmm. Because then it makes you feel like, oh, well, what about all this good stuff I'm doing and it's not up to your standards? We Mm -hmm. all have our own standards. I think there's a way to convey this to him. I just want to let you know some kids actually are trans and I would hate for them to feel uncomfortable. And it's something that we all have to watch with our language. And I've yeah. noticed, you know, I think there's a way to say it. And there's a version where he doesn't take it well at all. But I do think there's a way to say it that doesn't feel like you're attacking. Well, just making, you know, there, there are words that have, you know, left our lexicon in ye- recent years, you know. Like gay and retard. Yeah, exactly. Like, and there were people that said those words not maliciously. They just said them. But said we've all kind of. This morning. we've all kind of had had to you know be aware of it so it might be unconscious he might not be hateful he might just think like oh i'm just making a joke but yeah you want to catch it also even if he's not responsive in the moment he will still think about it 
And I think that's what we hope for when we make changes. Like, look, you don't have to accept it right now or be thrilled or be angry, but it is something he will think twice next time because it was brought up. So I think if you're just mindfully and in a very non-attacking way, non-confrontational way, say something. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the guy's running a kid's camp. He's, he doesn't sound like a bad person. He just sounds a little antiquated. You know, and our parents say stuff, and you can't fix everything, but just being around kids. I think it's sweet that your focus is the kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you make it all about them and not about your personal feelings, even though obviously those were hurt too, and I get it. Right. Yeah. Shaz SC06. Hi, love the podcast. What if I was like, suck it up? Everyone's entitled. Who cares about your queer feelings? Oh, God. I'm just saying, what if I said that? Can yeah. you say the word? All right. No, I don't think you can. <laughs> Do I need to talk to you later about this and how you're impacting the children? You made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Shaz SC06 Hi, love the podcast How long is too long to wait to achieve a dream? I graduated from college with a bachelor's in history in 2006 With aspirations of working in museum curation and public history Other than one interview and a volunteering position I haven't had a single offer I am almost 35 So is it time to throw in the towel? It's 13 years later I just had to do that math on my paper Uh, I don't know This is a pretty open-ended question Well, okay, so this person is working towards their dream. At a certain point, do you say this isn't working out? I got to try something else. I can't tell you that. I cannot tell you that because I live in a city full of delusional people. And all it takes is one person being like, I'm going to make you a star. And then that's that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it does happen overnight. But sometimes for a lot of us, it looks like it's overnight, but it's been 10 years. I don't know the world of museum curation. When I read this question at first, I was like, get to some of those smaller art galleries. Get to some pop-ups. Like, try to curate stuff on your own. If you're trying to curate, like, the National Gallery or, like, the Smithsonian, like, that's probably going to take some time. I guess my question for you would be, have you been making contributions toward that dream in a positive direction or are you stagnant? Hmm. And if so, what is the reason for that? It's also possible you grew out of the dream and don't realize it. I don't think it's ever time to throw in the towel if if it's your dream. Right. Maybe Maybe you can put a deadline on it. Like, okay, in one year, if I haven't reached this new miles, at least give yourself something to work towards. Like, be every know. day, be applying for five jobs, you know, I, yeah, that I, sort I don't, of thing. It seems like you have a job. I don't know. I don't know if that's a dead-end one or if you lost your motivation. There's that famous story about how Jim Carrey, like, when he was coming up, wrote himself a check for a million dollars, and he was like, I'm going to cash it by this time. And he was able to. Mm-hmm. And I think that story is, like, whatever, because there are a lot of people that do that that haven't made it. There are people like, I'm going to give L.A. one year, and 10 years later, they're like, I'm just 10 in bar, taking some improv classes. So Going great. For every success story where it's like, I walked into Louis B. Mayer's office, and I said, I'm not leaving, bananas. And he hired me, and I was in a picture. There's like, I was escorted off the lot and detained for 72 hours. So if it's your dream, don't let anyone tell you you can't do it. But I would also ask for some real feedback because there is a chance that you suck and you probably want to know. Mm-hmm. That being said, if you're a true delusional Los Angelino, you don't know that you suck. You keep chipping away. You keep chipping away. It should hurt. Rascal Flat says, keep on dreaming even if it breaks your heart. My heart's broken every day. All day, every day. Natasha Baresi says, Eliza, where do you find the energy to be around people all the time? I have a pretty demanding job. I work at a college for autistic teenagers, and I love it. But oh on my, my days God. off, I just want to relax. Wait, and why binge- are teenagers in college? Maybe they're taking—kids take college courses. This doesn't sound like it holds any Autistic? They might be advanced, you know? Yeah. 
Okay, well, that's assuming, Scott. Kids yeah. take college courses. I had a kid who, like, works at Google now. A full took... college for teenagers? Mm, yeah, it's yeah. the one for all the smart kids. It's got a lot of holes in the plot. Why? All right, fine. And I love it, but on my days off, I just want to relax and binge watch Netflix. I'm finding it hard to catch up with friends and family when I feel socially exhausted on my days off. P.S. I saw your show in Cardiff last year. It was bomb. Hope you liked Wales. Cardiff. Yeah, so you don't know what kind of college. Oh, isn't college high school in oh, the Oh, sorry. Europe? We didn't realize this was in Europe until, or in the U.K. until this now. Uh, there we go. Fun fact, uh, the way to say Cardiff, I'm sorry, Wales in Welsh is Gomri. Hmm. Cardiff is just Cardiff. I remember hearing that on my Translate app. Cardiff. <laughs> Basically, you're tired. You work really hard. And on your off time, you're like, I'm too fucking tired. This, you don't have to be working at a special advanced autistic university for geniuses to feel this way. We all feel this way. You got to carve it out. Also, sometimes friends can be boring. Mm. Invite your friends over for your Netflix. But also, sometimes you just need to chill and that's okay. Mm. And you might have to do that a couple weeks in a row before you're ready to get back out there. Yeah. You could also try making a plan with a friend that doesn't break them, so you have to go. But you shouldn't feel bad about not being with your friends. They're your friends, so sometimes you just need to reset. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to – like, after a weekend of shows, like, I don't want to go do another show. Or sometimes even at at an event, I need to, like, take a moment away and, like, I can't – because it's, like, a lot of small talk. Even with friends sometimes, I'm like, what are we actually talking about here? Mm -hmm. This is exhausting. Maybe I, find that friend where it's not exhausting. Yeah, I get furious with friends who will, like, question me where it's, I'm like, oh, no, I'm busy all weekend. Well, what are you doing? Oh. Could you get together in the morning? No, I'm really busy. Well, what about at 11? What are you doing at 11? Oh, I'm doing this. What about after that? What Can you help me I'm move Because like, they want something from you. They want you to help them. You're no, too good of a friend. people just want to hang out. And I'm like, no, I told you I was busy this weekend. Let me live. I've been trying to make you my friend since I, employed, you since I found you. You said the other day, we're not going to be friends. If you leave me. No, you said you said you're my assistant, so you can't be my friend. Yeah, but if you weren't my assistant, I would want you to be my friend. Okay, but you're but saying I you're don't... trying to make me your friend. I try you're... to include you in human activities yes. that don't involve eating alone or moving someone's couch or going to, like, a Big 12 Octoplex movie theater screening. <laughs> Big 12 with only eight screens, but also basketball. Uh-huh. Trying to include you in adult things. Okay. I made you put on deodorant and go to the Wondry Mixer. Oh, I did go to one. You know, we had a great time there. Yeah, you saw Scott. Yeah, that's true. You I clogged like, up I don't a toilet. Need to talk to anyone else. All right. Yeah, I think you're okay. You sound young. You, you sometimes you just need to chill, and then you can. If you don't give yourself that, then you'll be too exhausted. Mm-hmm. But maybe a Sunday afternoon, you meet someone for tea, or go eat Welsh rare bit, which is cheese toast for those of you that are untraveled. Oh, okay. Wonder dot woman's. Hi, my fiance and I. My fiance and I are beginning to talk wedding planning, and he has some truly strange thoughts. Like, he wants his friends to dress up like one of the Monty Python Spanish Inquisitions or like one of the band cool. members of Ghost. Wait, nothing celebrates life like <laughs> accusing Jews and murdering them for not being Catholic. Go on. <laughs> and officiate the wedding. Do you, did you hear any of off-the-wall ideas during wedding planning? And if so, how did you approach that? I don't know if he's being serious or not, and he won't tell me. Is um, he a real jokey guy? Yeah, this guy sounds awesome. Uh... Here's my thing. One of my biggest pet peeves are, like, Red Sox-themed weddings. Like, weddings. And maybe I'm not being a good feminist, but I'm like, that's the dude. And the girl's like, yeah, whatever. I'm down, bro. Is that a real thing? Red Sox? Oh, my God, yes. What does that mean? Like, everything socks. Yeah. Socks dress, socks hats. 
There's a lot Noma. of fantasy ones oh, too. Fred. Vale. My dad is not from Boston. <laughs> you just sounded like Fred there for a minute. No. There's a lot my of like was... Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, Harry Potter, like fantasy themed weddings as well. I don't know. Can we look her up real quick? Like, I don't know if y'all are dorks <laughs> because like dork on dork hot love is like different. But the fact that he he's like, I want them to dress up like a comedy troupe joke and I'm not telling you. It's like, this is your wedding. It's a sacred thing, especially oh, for she's girls. private. Okay, well, that's not cool. You know what? You deserve what you get. No. Um, I didn't hear any off-the-wall ideas, mostly because my husband was like, sure, whatever you want, and my mom's pretty classy. I mean, at one point, you guys wanted to release butterflies. No, we didn't. Okay, I, your mom did that. Yeah, and I was like, I saw that episode of RuPaul's Drag Race where they released butterflies on They'll the stage. Die. And they got squashed. Um, I mean, you. we've talked about it before, but you're— uh, this is not that off the wall, your cauliflower thing, which okay. you discussed on the podcast. Okay, fine. I won't rehash my cauliflower, my brilliant cauliflower idea. But you had more just like a- cute accents, not um, like the whole wedding is going to be like Star Wars. Let me say this, okay? If you, like some people like are goofy and they hire like a weird band or they have weird performers and it's funny and the couple's like hipster ironic funny and they mm-hmm. get like a jazz violin and it's hilarious or whatever. If you're both on that page, great. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound to me like you are and this is not a joke. It is your wedding. If you're both funny, then it's cool. Yeah. But like this is not his time to be like a fuckhead. Yeah. And Let you're putting- him do what he wants for his bachelor party. Yeah. Or... Let him be serious. The fact that he won't tell you, it's like, this isn't a joke. Like, we're spending money on this. So you, especially as his wife, like, you deserve to be looped in on if it's a joke or not. Yeah. That part weirds me out as a personality flaw. hate to tell you. Um, I didn't even realize that we had a say in the matter because we're just <laughs> guests at the, our own party. It there. seems like this dude is into it. If that's what he wants because it's funny, like, we came down to the aisle uh, my husband did to On Your Shore, which is like a song from L.A. Story, and his friends thought it was really funny. And I was like, great. Like, I picked my own song, and I yeah. cried. Huge mistake. So it should be, like, the two of you. But the idea that he won't tell you if he's joking, like, that's— That a, makes me think he is joking. It's And lame. that you just have to be like, hey, man, look, I, I'm nervous about this. I keep thinking about it. Let's just clear the you air. Want, you want him to tell you the honest truth? I'm not going to be the girl like, don't have sex with him. Show him that that nene is worth the truth. Ugh. But just cry. They they handle it and it'll see how much it means to him. Like just lose it. Oh, like boy. I just don't know, and I'm trying to make this so special because I love you, and and I don't know. I can't tell if you're being serious. I'll be like, well, babe, I'm just joking. I'm so sorry. I pledge to you my penis. Oh, that's all. Okay. I didn't hear any off the wall ideas because I had a zero bullshit tolerance. Okay. All right, you guys. That was an energetic episode filled with opinions. And feelings, and now it's time for the soothing sounds of Top of the Cob. Taste the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite. My bottom of the cob, we're starting out on the bottom. Mm-hmm. There, so we all know that, like, I'm on this mission to single-handedly save the planet. And, of course, you have to use plastic sometimes. The issue is not using plastic. Sometimes it's using plastic always. Some fucking company in my neighborhood has started handing, you know, people hand out flyers, which I think is annoying and should be illegal. It's a construction company handing out flyers wrapped in plastic bags and inside the plastic bag with the flyer are rocks to show that like they break up concrete and they're a construction company. So on everyone's driveway this morning was a plastic bag of rocks. That's to weigh it down so that it doesn't blow away. But that's Whatever. a nice time. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry. Okay. Well, you know what? Have the fucking energy to stick it on a windshield or wedge it in a door. Don't just throw it on my driveway. Like, I'm not going to respect—if you weren't—if you didn't have the energy to properly get my attention, how do I think you're actually going to complete a job? I'm going to call them and be like, this is bullshit. I'm picking up all of these and throwing them away. Stay out of my fucking neighborhood and my property. Plastic bags filled with rocks. Cool. Cool tactic. You fucking pieces of shit. Great point about it weighing it down. Just put out a flyer then. It's going to blow away anyway. Someone will see it. That's my bottom of the car. You know who is going to help me call them is you. I'm busy. I got work. Hey, Pacific Construction, lick a butthole. I don't know if they're called Pacific Construction. What does that look? I think you just fell more in love with me as your employer. You're like, what a brave woman. She really speaks her mind. Female comedian shames construction companies. (laughs) Construction company goes under because their shitty marketing didn't work. That is the worst. When people leave stuff under your thing at a grocery store or something like that, you know, you come out and it's like, hey, check out DJ's lawn care. And you're like, I'll never, I'll never use you now. But at least they had the energy to properly fix it, affix it to your car versus like, here's a bag of rocks. Use my shit. All right, what's your bottom? I doubt it's as good as mine. My bottom is that Game of Thrones came out and I turned on my TV and I had. Are you sleeping? HBO. What is this? And I didn't know that I had HBO, and what a thrill! And I sat there and I watched it. That's your bottom. I don't have HBO. They clearly just gave it to you, everybody, for that one day, so you'd watch it and then be like, "Now I have to watch the rest." I don't have it anymore. I had it for that one day, and now it's gone. Like they tricked me, they hooked me in. Now I don't have it. It's like drug dealers, like they give you a free sample <sighs> or ice cream. I was really excited when I was like, I didn't know I was, I'm not paying for this. I got it for free. But they literally just were like, now you watch the premiere, you're going to have to come back. Well, here's a question. Like, how on earth are you ever going to get HBO? Like, no one, it's. Did they leave it in a bag of rocks under your TV? Yeah. (laughs) I need to. Where are you going to find $12 a month? I don't have $12 a month. Okay. You're looking at me like I need to pay you more, but. No, but if you are going to question me about where my money is. Let's move on to Top of the Cob. Okay, that was a weird one. My Top of the Cob, uh, I've been getting... I don't care if people get injections in their face. Like, we're obsessed with, like, who got what? We all know that I had a nose job at 18, but, like, who cares? Uh, So I don't care if people get injections or fillers. Like, whatever you got to do to look good. Like, who cares? It's your face. I don't want to go that route. Uh, So I get these laser facials to help with my melasma. And, yes, they're expensive. It was my birthday gift to myself. But I'm really happy with the results, and it's expensive, and it's taken nine weeks so far. But my skin looks great, and and I was really happy about it. It's like a photofractal laser or something. It doesn't hurt. And there's no reason. I already wear a lot of sunscreen. There's no reason that my skin shouldn't be looking as good as I feel on the inside, which is like a little bit of diarrhea sometimes. Poop-a-doop. Anyways, that's my lame top of the cob. But people are always like, your skin's so good. And I get these lasers. Okay. And they put this liquid on my face that's like these acids, but it smells like ham. And I call it ham juice, but I know it's not. Oscar Mayer deli meat container ham juice. Gross. It's like much more expensive. Okay, my top of the cup is I got a new couch and I love it. All right. You guys can see pictures of said couch at mhig. That is her Instagram. You'll see pictures of the couch and her cat Gracie coming up here. Uh, We're going to be playing a little bit of Sade for Monique. She's driving in Riverside, missing her husband, Ronaldo. (laughs) 
Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips, and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks.